is it just me or is that countdown jingle a little catchy? Like every time I start it, I'm over here jamming in the background. You guys can't see it, but I'm always jamming. So anyways, this is Rob Foster. Welcome to Shut Up and Grind, episode number 111. So now, we were supposed to meet with a young man named Nate Dukes. Throw his picture up here. So let's read his, his quick bio here. So after constantly hitting rock bottom, hurting everyone close to him, stealing a car, and going to jail, Nate went on a journey of changing his mindset and his decisions, which helped him create his own comeback story. So unfortunately, Nate cannot be with us today because a friend of his relapsed, and he is with his friend in rehab. So we're going to have him back on. I know he rescheduled already. I can't remember the date, but we'll get him back on to share his story. So in the meantime, right, the show's got to go on. So here I am. So we're going to talk about how you can create your comeback story. Huh? Let me get the live feed up here in case we get questions. Share his story. Right, so you guys know when I do a solo episode, I don't go a full hour. So I'll give you about maybe 15 to 20 minutes of just actionable stuff that you can use if you are stuck in your life. But first, while I have a few people on live live here, I want to get your, your opinion on something here. So I'm having a new promo video made up. And I know there is a typo in this one, so don't mention the don't mention the typo. Just the music, just the clips. Let me know what you think about it. It's about, about a minute and 18, 18 seconds long. I started doing workshops and doing groups where I'm getting up in front of front of others, like outside of the gym setting, and talking about resilience and perseverance and goal setting and vision and taking action. You should know what one hour of your time is worth. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. It starts with clarity of vision. If you don't have the clarity of vision, whatever next thing you get, you're not going to see it through because you don't have the clarity of vision. So the, the point of my pain was being told you will never run or jump again. And all that stuff, I was like, you know what? Like, I want to be able to take this even bigger. If you know why you do what you do, you have to know how to charge for what you do. That's how you're going to change your life. And that's how you're going to leave a legacy for your children and your family. you got to know your work. So let me know in the comments section what you thought about that. So I just want like some some honest, uh, tough feedback. So like I said, I know I know about the the typo already. I, I already let the designer know about that. But just did you did you like like the tone of it? Did you like the flow of it? You know, did it make you feel all good inside? Like would 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 you want to hire me to speak at your event? So so let let me know what you thought about that. All right. So one thing I had mentioned in there is about my pain. When I said my pain point was being told that I would never run or jump again. And I bring that up in almost every show because that was a pivotal moment. I went from being in the tip top shape of my life at 34 years old to in the blink of an eye, I was told by a doctor that I wouldn't run or jump again. Like that's a big deal. I had just got the courage to leave the fitness industry, uh, the fitness, the restaurant industry. I, you know, with 
when my ex was pregnant with twins, like I made that tough decision. We were in the midst of that recession there in 2009. There were so many things working against me in pursuing this, this dream. So I had no savings. My credit wasn't, wasn't good. And, but I had this vision. Like I knew that I could do this. Like I knew I was good at making people unlock their potential. Right. And I know that's such an overused terminology, but when you actually watch someone's light switch turn on, when you watch them get it, it makes you feel good. Like that's more rewarding than them handing me money. It's like watching them come in with the low self-esteem, with the low confidence, and then just watching it flip. And it's like they get it. And now like through this podcast and through my speaking, I get to do that, but on a bigger scale now, because there's so many people out there that are stuck in a rut, you know, they're stuck in a rut and they don't know how to get out of it. One thing I get asked all the time is like, how do you stay so positive? It's because I focus on the positive. If you only focus on the negative, then that's all you're going to see. That's all you're going to pay attention to. Then when the positive things come your way, you're going to miss it. Because you're so focused on the negatives. And, and I tell people, and that's it's like that with anything. That's called the law of attraction. And for the people that don't believe in the law of attraction, it's still happening to you. Because you're willing all that negative stuff right to you. So whether it's negative people, whether it's negative experiences, negative situations. Like if you tell yourself, oh, these things always happen to me. It's because you're bringing it to you. Okay, so start putting out stuff into the world. Don't just take from the world, put stuff out into the world. And then that's where doors are going to open up for you. So when I was working as that restaurant manager, it's like, yeah, I was, I was doing things, you know, I was leading people, I was motivating people, but to do a job, I was motivating them to sell as much food to humans as possible, even though it wasn't healthy, even though it's not good, even though a lot of food is, it's toxic. But that's what my job was. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I, I want to help people better themselves and slamming down shakes and burgers and appetizers and desserts and all that stuff. It, uh, I, I know there's a need for it, but that doesn't mean I have to do it. Like, that's not something that was fulfilling me. And I want to zero in on that word for a second, fulfilling. So are you in a job that's paying you well, but isn't fulfilling you? Because the last thing you want to be is on your deathbed with regrets, right? You can find money. You can find money anywhere, especially now if you have a smartphone. It's so easy to find multiple avenues to make money. So don't stay stuck in something that's not serving you, that's not fulfilling you. So I had a talk with my kids a couple weeks ago about how to create generational wealth. Now, mind you, I'm not there yet. I'm still in the creation the, the creation process. But in talking with my oldest daughter, Olivia, and with my twin boys, and that was just because Caitlin and CJ weren't here then. And I told them, I said to Olivia, so I need an assistant. But why would I hire an assistant when I have you, right? Instead of paying somebody else anywhere from thirty-five dollars to $45,000 a year to, to be, be my assistant, I said, I can pay you that. And then that way the money stays in the family. And I told the twins, when you guys are old enough, you guys can help help me out, you know, be on my street team or something along those lines once they're old enough to work. I said, instead of paying somebody else, I can pay you. And now all of that money is within the household. And then we're all bettering ourselves, you know, versus 
just going out and getting a, a traditional job. And so now, like I said, some people need that. Like the entrepreneur life isn't for everyone. I get that. But you're not the people I'm talking to, right? So I'm talking to the people who are in that job that wants more. You know that you want more. You want to leave a different legacy. Like you want to forge a different path. You're the one I'm talking to. So if this doesn't pertain to you, then you don't have to listen, right? But if you're that person that you dread Mondays and you can't wait for the weekend, this is for you. Because you have something and it's already in your mind. It's already buried in your subconscious mind. The one thing that can free you from what you're doing. Because when I knew I wanted to leave the restaurant industry, I didn't rediscover some something. I was already fit. I was already an athlete. I was already had. I was already in charge of other people. I was already motivating other people. I just took all of my skill sets and moved it into something that's fulfilling. Like I said, I was good as a restaurant manager. I, I, I won awards. I got promotions. You know, I, I made bonuses. I did all of that. But I was that person where I would pull into the parking lot and dread going in. I did not want to get out of my car, you know, at all. And so I knew that had to change. And it's not up to the system to change it because, you know, nowadays we blame the system for everything. So it, it's not about that. It's not about my manager leading me. It's not about my parents or at the time, you know, the, the woman I was with. It's not up to any of them to fix it for me. I had to fix it for me. And so I put those steps in, even though my ex didn't want me to, even though my parents were cautious, my siblings were, were cautious, you know, people closest to me were cautious. They're like, yo, you guys have five kids and you're going to go chase this thing. And I was like, yeah, I am. I'm going to chase the, chase this thing because I have five kids. Like, I'm so tired of people using kids as a reason why they, why they can't do what they want to do. The fact that you have kids is the number one reason why you should do what you want to do, because that's going to give them permission to do what they want to do. Because if not, kids tend to repeat what their parents do. And I know you can't lump everyone all into the same box, but it tends to happen. So by, by you figuring out what's that one thing that I really want to do, like if you're someone who loves fishing, right, figure out a way to turn fishing into something that, that you can monetize, that you can teach other people or work with other people, just something along those lines. But I knew mine was fitness, but more so mine is motivation and personal development. I just use fitness as the platform because fitness is global. You know, needing to grind is global. Wanting to be happy is global. So, and like I said, I didn't really have to learn anything new skill set wise, you know, to, to get it out to the masses, I had to learn marketing and I had to learn branding. You know, I had to learn about Facebook ads. And but that that's none of that stuff was earth shattering. I joined a couple of mastermind groups. I mean, yeah, I had to invest some, some money in. I invested some money to join a speaker group, but that's something that changed the way I tell stories, and that's gonna go with me till the day I die. So that was a worthwhile investment. So what are you willing to do to get what you actually want? Because for me, the last piece of the puzzle is financial. Because like I already control my schedule. I'm already doing something that makes me happy. It brings me joy. And I look forward to going. When my alarm goes off at 420 in the morning, I'm not hitting snooze. I'm excited to get up and go. You know, because these people... 
depend on me. They depend on my high energy. They, they depend on my creativity. You know, they depend on me keeping my foot on their gas pedal. See, my foot on their gas pedal. You know, keeping them moving to become the best version of themselves that they can be. That's what gets me out of bed at 4.20 in the morning. I could easily make my first class at 7. There's a lot of gyms that do that. But no, I want to make myself available to the people who need what I do. See, not the other way around. When you have a job, you need that job. And people like to think that they aren't expendable, but yes, you are. Because in most cases, that job was there before you got there, and that job is going to be there after you leave. So don't think that you're that valuable. But when it comes to working with other people, you are that valuable. I've had many people leave my facility, and this is true of other gyms too. I'm not trying to say I'm the, the best trainer on, on earth, but people, uh, people get attracted to your style. So the people that work with me, they need my style of training. So, so people have, have left, they go to other places, and then they just come back because they're like, you know, they're not, they're not on me the way you're on me. No, and again, that doesn't mean that they do anything wrong. They have their style. But my style is very direct. It's very abrupt. It's very, if this is what you want, this is what you do. Plain and simple. So if they go elsewhere, then they don't find it. And they end up circling back because they were attracted to my style in the first place. So I want you to go deep into your subconscious mind. What is something that you can teach someone else? It's something that you already have, something that you already do, something that you're already amazing at, and something that you're probably already teaching other people how to do. But now it's time to monetize it. And people will say, oh, well, well, that's selfish. Like, it's really not. Like, you walk into CVS, they're not going to just hand you stuff, right? It, it doesn't work that way. If, if you call for someone to clean your carpet, they expect to get paid, right? You go out to a restaurant and you get food. You expect to pay for the food. So there's nothing wrong with getting paid for helping other people get better. So whenever people try to debate me on that, I'm like, so you're okay with Marlboro and Newport making money off of a product that's directly attributed to half of the cancers that are out there? Half, right? So now we're in a health pandemic, but that's okay because the government makes billions in tax dollars. So it, it, it's okay if those people die, right? So it's all it's all all about that money. So it's there's nothing wrong with you making money helping other people get better. So I want you to think about that. What's one thing that you can teach someone else and then you monetize it. So for me now I'm working with people to create their personal stories. I help people get those stories out there, whether it's in blog form, whether it's in podcast form. I just helped a young man with his interview skills. I just helped a young young woman pitch her business, you know, because it's all about being confident speaking about yourself. And hence, that's the name of the program, Speak About Yourself Out Loud. So that's something that I can teach other people how to become better and more confident speakers. And there's value in that. Because once you learn that skill, you never unlearn it. You have it forever. And I can probably charge double what, what I am charging because it's a lifelong skill. But I want people who really need it to be able to get it. I'm not going to just cater to the people who can afford $10,000 coaching sessions, right? That's not what I do. But it all starts with a 15-minute phone call. It's completely free. It's not a sales call. I just want to talk to you, and I'm going to ask you a series of strategic questions that's designed to get you to that one thing 
that you can teach someone else that you can turn into either a side hustle or a full-blown business to help change people's lives. So I'm going to leave you all with that. Thank you very much for tuning in. And again, please leave me feedback on that video because I really want to know what you guys think about that. All right. Have yourselves a great day.